Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this night. Come and speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Tonight I'm teaching you something. Give us Genesis 126. I'm teaching you something that the Lord laid on my heart. And I think it's a good thing for you to become a partaker of it. Genesis 1.26. Okay. Are you there? If you are there, I'm there. If you are not there, wait. I'll give you the, the, the title soon. Are you there now? What does it say? Uh-huh. And God said, and God said, let us make man in our image after likeness. I think some time ago I told you the meaning of the word image and likeness. And I told you the word image is the same word likeness. He's using two words for the same thing. Okay? Uh-huh. So image and likeness are the same. Usually you hear people say, oh, um, image refers to um, that um, um, maybe we have the character of God. Likeness refers to the fact that God has hands. We have hands because the Bible says the hands of the Lord are not short. Eh? God has eyes. No. In the Hebrew, image according to our likeness is the same thing as image. Image and likeness are the same thing. Okay? And the, the summary of the image and likeness of God is actually the fact that God made man to be able to do the things God does. In the sense that the image and the likeness of God refers to man's ability to think and to create. Man's ability to think and to create. It is the reason monkey, for, two, for six to seven thousand years, you've never seen a monkey create a chair. Okay? Monkeys, monkeys don't do that. You've never seen a cat or a cow invent a car. Only mankind has been given the power of the will and the power of creating. So that is what it refers to as the mind, okay? Not just the brain, the mind. The mind is what makes man in the image. The only similarity between man and God is the fact that the two of them have a mind. That's the only similarity. There's no other similarity between man and God. The only similarity. And this is why after a while, first it used to be believed that God has hands. But when you study the Bible clearly as a theologian, as a scholar, you find out the only similarity between man and God is the mind. Not the brain, the mind. It's the only similarity. And it is the one the scripture actually teaches that we should sink. When we say sink, I hope you understand the word sink. Like how your phone is able to sink. When we say sink, let's say that you, when you sink your phone, let's say there's, a, there's a, a mainframe system, okay? You are, to sink means that, uh, let me give you an example. Let's say A. There's a place, there's point A. Let's say this, this ceiling is A, okay? And the roof, the, the ground is B, okay? Now to sink means that we want to make A the same as B. Do you understand? So anytime you sink your data on your phone, the data on the, the drive online is becoming the same thing as the data on your phone. And the data on your phone is becoming the same thing as the data on the online. 
Do you understand? So when the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 2 that let this mind be in you, even as it was in Christ, the Bible is instructing us that you are the only being with a mind and because of that, make sure your mind is synced to that which is of above. Are you with me? Again, when Paul is telling us that we should not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but we should be transformed by the renewal of our mind, he's telling us that we have the ability of sinking to a divine system that that is different. So he says, uh, give us Romans chapter 12. We are still, I'm still talking about the mind because I want to talk about something. I'll give you the title very soon. I've not started. You have not started. Uh-huh. And be not conformed to this world. So he's saying that don't be synced. Do you understand? Don't be conformed. To be conformed means that you have become a partaker of the world. There's a way the world thinks. There's a way the world does its things. Are you with me? There's a way the world lives. And it says that do not become a partaker. Do not become conformed. To be conformed means you have become so com um, comfort. Com you have become so... Uh, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? <sighs> Play the keyboard. To become conformed means you have become used to... You have become... A part, okay? You have become a citizen. And so scripture is telling us that we should not become conformed to the systems of the world, but we should be what? We should be transformed. He says that the only way you can escape conformity to the world is when you are transformed by the renewing of your mind. When the world few sexual edges, they watch pornography. When the world feels sexual edges, they watch pornography. When the world sees a lady's buttocks and they realize that they are not married, they also want to also have some kind of pleasure, they quickly go to Google and they search for pornography and they watch or they buy CDs or when the world have sexual edges, they sleep with their sisters. Are you with me? When the world is working in an office that deals with money, and one day they find out that, like all of us, sometimes it comes to a point where you have certain needs, but your money is not enough. When the world comes to that point, they steal from the office. Are you with me? They steal from the office. That is the pattern of the world. And the Bible is telling us that. Do not be conformed. He said, don't be conformed to this pattern, this system. But the way you can be renewed, be transformed, is when your mind is renewed. Now, to renew your mind means that you are now sinking your mind to the mind of God. You are sinking your belief systems to the belief systems of God. You are making the way your mind thinks. When Christ was tempted to eat food, what did he do? When Christ was tempted to jump from the topmost pinnacle, what did he do? When he had the desire to prove that he was God, what did he do? If you, are say, you say you are the son of God, turn this bread into, into, turn this stone into bread. What did he do? If you say you are AFM, 
Then do this. Then that's where your pride also comes. You also feel like I will prove a point. But the world doesn't just do those kinds of things. The world knows when Satan is tempting them and when God is instructing them. The only way we will be able to know when God is instructing us is when we are synced to the mind of the Father. Am I trying to preach? We are doing Bible study before I preach, so this is just the beginning. He says, now when your mind is renewed, this is when you now know the will of God. Well, somebody says there are three kinds of whales. No, there are not three kinds of whales of God. God doesn't have kinds of whale. He has only one whale. This, look at it. It's in, you can check every, even better translations will, will let you know that he simply talks about one will, the will of God, that you know the will of God. Well, English language, when you don't understand how the syntax or the, how English is structured, you easily mislead yourself. Are you with me? Now here, you see that he does not put a determiner or an article before any of them. Do you see that? That you may know what is that good and acceptable and perfect. The end there simply means that good is the same thing as the acceptable will. The acceptable way is, it is acceptable because it is good. It is good because it is perfect. It is perfect because it, because it is acceptable. That's why he puts end and end here. So if you had put that you may know that which is the good and the acceptable and the perfect will of God, then you would have known that there is a good will of God. Now, I can, I've read books on this. And I, after a while of studying further into scripture, I found that this is a, it. That's not how it is. Okay? When I was in I remember, let me just digress a little bit. When I was in they were doing me SU precedent. I quoted the scripture. I told them, that, you know, I don't know how it came, but I just found, I said, oh, the will of God. He said, what? I said, there are three kinds of will of God. He said, which one? I said, I said, the good will, the acceptable will, and the perfect will of God. Because we learned it in, 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 in um, Bible studies in Esu. I remember it. Eh? <laughs> and usually they say, oh, the good will of God is just a general thing, like drinking this water doesn't mean God likes it, but God accepts it. That's not a will. It's my will. Okay? Then it's acceptable will me simply means God may, may not ask you to do something, but it doesn't mean that it is bad. So if you do it, it's acceptable anyway. You understand? Aha. Uh-huh. So maybe God may have a perfect way that Micah buy a G Wagon. But Micah will be like, I don't like a G Wagon. I like a Range Rover. So when I pervert the perfect will, God still looks and says, Oh, a G a Range Rover is still a car anyway. So let's just accept it. Then it becomes acceptable. We know. If God, when God told Abraham that, Abraham, your seed with Sarah will be that seed that I promised you. When Abraham went through Ishmael, was it accepted? Did God say, through Hagar, did God say, oh, it's acceptable will anyway, we, used to, we can still manage, did God say now? Because God has one will, and it is that good will, it is that acceptable will, and it is that perfect will, it's one, one. And I'm telling you tonight that God has now, this now leads me to where I'm about to preach, that God has 
a desire for his children to become partakers of greatness. And that's what I'm preaching tonight on partaking with greatness. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. I said that God has a desire that man, not just man, the child of God becomes a partaker of green. Why? Because from the law of first mention in, 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 in theology especially, you find out that when you study the Bible, in places where a certain thing is mentioned, uh, that's where we begin the doctrine from. Okay? So, when we want to know more about man, the first place we must go is, is to start any doctrine, we have to go to Genesis. That's why most of the time you see that when I'm about to teach any new thing, I start from Genesis, then I come back. Do you understand? The reason is because not that everything, almost every doctrine, every doctrine that is taught in the Bible is found, is, it, it begins in Genesis. And almost every sermon you preach, you find out that the origin will certainly be found in Genesis. Okay? But just for our Bible study's sake, we read that, it says that when God said, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness, God says, so that they will have dominion. So that they will do what? They will have dominion. What does it mean? It means the primary reason I'm creating him is for him to have dominion. That's the primary reason. So, you can't go to the New Testament and tell me that, okay, in the New Testament we have found out that, oh, um, um, or, or we have found out in, in uh, somewhere Joshua or something. Or even in Ecclesiastes. That's this the end of the, the whole matter of mankind. That a man should just um, love God and serve him. But that's not just what, what it is. That man was not even created to worship God because there are beings that were created to worship God. Man was created for dominion. And in that dominion system, you find out that man, in, in, in the dominion system is a package because when, after he finished creating man, you find out that, you find out that we did that package, God came to him in the cool of the day. Which proves that. And, and aside that, you also find out that God planted a garden and created an Eden with everything within it. So within that dominion system, we, found, we find a number of things there. We find provision there. We find fellowship there. We find worship. How do we find worship? He planted a tree in the garden and told them, don't eat of this tree. Instruction. Okay? And within that instruction, a proof that Adam honors God and Adam is worshipping God is that he shouldn't eat of, the, of it. The day he eats of it is the day he's trying to say that I don't want to serve you again. But the, the whole system that God created was I want the guy to be a partaker of greatness. So, he creates the world, plants a garden, puts him there, gives him an instruction, said, rule in the midst of your enemies. Are you here? Rule. Now, 
This is very important for us to understand because he began to list all the things and even he said over the earth. It means that he was simply saying that everything that is on earth rule over it. And that declaration that was released is a blessing to, for, to, to perform. This is why when Paul said there's a thorn in his flesh, a demon that was disturbing him, we don't know how, whether it was persecution or he was struggling with, with anything where people say sickness, but I don't believe it. Sickness, you won't say it like a message of Satan. It's not sickness. Now, when Paul is praying that God, please take this demon away, who will let this devil leave me, God tells him my grace is sufficient unto you. He said, and my power is made perfect in your weaknesses and your infirmities. Why? Because I have instructed you as an apostle to the nations. Well, it's to the Gentiles anyway. And some of the Jews. But today we find out that Paul was an apostle to the nations. And in being an apostle to the nations, you will find certain hindrances and blockades. That will try to stop you, but I have released a functioning ability within you. And that functioning ability is that my grace is sufficient unto you. And because my grace, which is God's ability at work in a man, now that ability now gives you power. He said, my grace is sufficient unto you and my power is made perfect. Do you remember the perfect will of God? It's made perfect in your weaknesses. It means that now I've given you power. You now have weaknesses. But in your weaknesses, make sure that you take advantage of this grace. So that you can put your weaknesses under subjection. Now, when the woman came to Eve. God had already released a blessing that let them have dominion. But when the woman came to Eve. Eve built out a refuse to use that dominion. Is that the God saying that you cannot you can eat of everything in the garden? How did he how did Lucifer know? Because when God was releasing the blessing, he was the cherub in charge of the garden. That's why when God sucked Adam and Eve out of the garden, he replaced a new cherub. Because he created man and commanded Lucifer to serve man. He saw that dominion. Man knew that this guy serves me. But when the guy came doing an interrogation, he decided to bail out. He said, did God say you can eat of everything? No. God said that of everything, we sh for this tree, we shall not eat it. Neither shall we touch it. The woman lied. She added another one. Well, I think that maybe Adam, you know, when God was giving the instruction, Eve was not there. It was Adam. So Eve, Adam also added his own curriculum to the, the thing. By telling him that, Charlie, it's not just eat it alone. Don't touch it. Then the devil said, go and touch it and see. He responded. She responded to an instruction that came from a man that she should have had dominion over. There are certain people that have lost their ministries and lost certain opportunities that were given to them because certain instructions came from the wrong people and they decided to obey. That's why I told you that when Jesus was tempted, what did Jesus do? He didn't obey because he knew that I have dominion to not obey. 
So when Satan is telling your flesh that, bow down and fornicate, you have dominion to disobey. And tell him that, no, I cannot do this because I am a partaker of heaven. And my mindset is synced to above. You can't get me to do something because you are under me. I'd rather tell you what to do. And that is what Eve did not understand. Well, she knew. But she didn't take advantage of it. That's why anytime Satan is tempting you, go and get this thing done, go and get this thing done, your ability to resist him is what you speak. Come on, Satan. You cannot get me to sin. I command you. I rebuke you now. Get out of my room. Are you, are you with me or you have gone home to take tea? You are here. May we not become slaves of, of sin and slaves of mediocrity and littleness and smallness because within my DNA was created an ability to rule. Rulership is within us. It's, it's, an, it's something that was it was it was embedded within our DNA. Let me tell you something. This is why every human being wants to become a part of something big. People do not want to become a part of something small. That's why they joined big football clubs. That's why they are not supporting Ghanaian clubs. He's in Ghana. He's telling people that, oh, our team, we just bought Suarez. But you, you, your one city is not there. He can go and stand and fight and insult and rebuke and do all kinds of things against someone for a team he does not know which doesn't even know he exists for a player he has Messi's picture in his room he buys things that have Leno Messi on the back do you know why because Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 says that God put eternity in the heart of a man. The eternity there is God put greatness in the heart of a man that man naturally has a disposition towards greatness. That is why it is difficult to resist anyone that is great. When people, it's the reason why, it's the, it's the reason why everyone wants to be associated with something great. It's the reason. Is the reason. And in my little journey, I constantly see how people keep sliding into my DM. Eh? Because somebody knows that if I make AFM my friend, even I'll go and tell people that AFM is my friend. Yeah. One day, we went for a family meeting. And I ate with a lady. When I finished eating with the lady, she wrote me a letter. And the letter, she thanked me that somebody like me had eaten with her. She said, all her life, no one great has ever eaten with her before. And that is 
an honor for him. Now, in that letter, when I was reading it, I saw reverence and I saw honor. And I knew this was because this person has a desire to become a partaker of greatness. Recently, I was at a graduation ceremony and this person was awarded the best female graduating student. When they were awarding her, she's an FM. I stood there at the back and I just stood there and said, Ha. I said, I know. Because this thing is within her. She just had to connect to something that is great. So that something within her that is already there from Adam will come out. When I saw her receiving, I said, Ah. Well, I also went there to receive mine anyway. I said, ah, I knew it. I'm not surprised. Because when I ate with her, she was happy. She was shocked. Well, she went and cried anyway. You know why? Because within every one of us is a desire to be associated with the great. And I want to show you why it is so. The why it is so is because within us is the, is, is the nature of greatness. That's why when I'm preaching, I, even if I'm preaching to two people, I know that I'm not just preaching to two people, I'm preaching to 2,000 people. Because I see one person as a 1,000 men. And the reason is because the number of people you can influence is innumerable. That's what Jesus invested on 12 people and today. Billions of Christians have come out of 12 people. Why is that so? Somebody like Peter who could not even speak and defend himself before a little girl, after power had come on him, became a major evangelist that spearheaded what we call Christianity today. But on the day Jesus met this guy who was struggling to, to fish. Why Jesus met him? He was just struggling to fish. He didn't know that after 2,000 years, this guy was going to become somebody that millions of people will name their children after. They will sing songs after. Haven't we sang a Binima, Yebiko, Peter, Paul, Daniel? Haven't we sang that? He didn't know a time will come. We will write books about him. But from Adam, God had ordained. Let him have dominion. This is why I never measure small things with myself. Huh? I never measure small things with my life. The reason is because I know that within me is in a seed that must grow to become a cedar on a mountain. I know. That is why you cannot just look down on me. You can't just criticize me out of ministry. You can't criticize me out of greatness. Because within me is a seed. It's a seed. It's a seed. Are you here with me? You can you can build a ten bedroom house. You can build 
That university you are going, you can come and buy it even though it's a government property. Have you not seen government properties that have been sold before? And I've seen a lot of them. Who in this country are? This is why when Satan comes, the thing he does to us is that he tries to belittle us. Look at Jesus. He said, if you are the son of God, turn stone into bread. Ah, uh -uh. I created you, you are telling me bread. Ah. I, ah. I created the stone. This is proof. The stone is a proof that I am the son of God. The stone, I created the stone. You are telling me bread. He tries to belittle you so that he can, he can siphon the greatness that is in you out. When God is promising you marriage, Satan is promising you fornication. When God is promising you an organization, he's promising you stealing hundred CDs out of money at workplace. And by stealing that money, he is able to pin you down out of greatness. Because you will never be great by being a thief. Never. Am I talking to somebody because today, tonight, I came because I came to charge someone. So that I found out that the people that are around me, a lot of them do not understand why I do the things I'm doing. Huh? They don't understand. They, they, some of them just can't figure. And tonight I'm teaching that. But I'm teaching on partaking with greatness. And I'm saying that the reason why we all have a disposition. We just love, it, it seems like we all want to be part of something big. Everyone has a desire. I mean, we all want to be part of something big in life. It shows in our clubs the people we admire. The reason is because hey, I said something some time ago. I said everything you admire is proof of what you carry. It's proof of what you carry. If you admire a witch, it means that you are a witch. Why would you admire an Arabah? Huh? Why would you admire an arm robber? It's because there's arm robbery in your heart. When I see people like Bishop David Oedipo, I see my future. And I'm not just saying it as somebody who is doing wishful thinking and wishful speaking. When I heard him say, I read 39 biographies before I went into ministry. I said, I'll read 40. I read 40 within a year. I read not less than 100 books a year. 100 books. Huh? <laughs> Sometimes I read, sometimes I read the whole New Testament within four days. Sometimes within three days, the whole new from, from March. There has been there has been some time within a day. I read the whole new. I read the whole. So that's why I told you I stopped counting. I just did a stopping in counting. Because the thing now you do it like we are brushing our teeth. And the reason is we want to get to a point where the things we see in the people we admire. We see them in our lives also. 
just today, I was online and I saw Dr. Mensah Otabel doing an advert of Greater Works. Now, when I saw it, I loved the advert. I loved everything about it because when I look at it, I saw my future. I knew I was watching myself. I knew. I don't have to be an inviolator. How are they or doing all these things? Well, that's my, that's my future right there. Yeah. I said it and I said, ah, this is beautiful. Yeah. I said, this is beautiful. I said, ah, this is beautiful. Do you know why I want to be associated with the great? It is because deep within me, God planted a seed there which must grow. But the only time it will grow is when I come to that realization that there is something within me that wants to come out. Is the reason you have dreams and you are standing on big, big stages. You have a dream, you have built a house. You yourself, you have never built a house. You have a dream, you are having a big car. You have a dream, you are standing before thousands of people. You are either singing or preaching. You have a dream, you are the president of Ghana. Don't we have those dreams? They are dreams. Those kinds of dreams are signs of the seed in us which are constantly crying that please let me come out. Please let me come out. Two, day, two, two days ago, I had a dream and I saw a major man of God in Ghana. He had come to my house and I prepared food and he snatched the food from my hands and he was eating it. And I was rather begging him. We were playing anyway. He was teasing me. And we were fighting over the food. Then he said, okay, come and eat yours. I mean, and, and, and a lot of people were around. Like people, I mean, you guys were around. It was like some were watching, some were doing things. And some were watching TV. And I was in the bedroom with him and we were playing. Then I woke up from the dream. And I knew what I had had in the dream. That's why when I say TGT will hold and impact thousands of people, I know what I'm saying because the person I saw, I know what I saw. Now, if you have a dream and you are eating with a witch, it's a sign that there's witchcraft too. If you have a dream and you are, you are eating with a, a great man of God, it's a sign. Because Jesus said, I'll come in and dine with you. The word dine is intimacy. It's called partnership. It's called, it's called relationship. When you go and eat with the devil, it means that he's your friend though. Now, I want to tell you something that. One of the words, let me give you three things you will have to do to be a partaker of greatness. Or maybe I may give you four. The first thing is to identify and understand that there is a seed of greatness in your heart. And I think I've spoken about that. Until you identify that there is something great in me crying out for expression, you are not ready. You will only accompany people on the road to, get, road to get greatness. You will be an accompanier. Huh? An accompanier. 
Well, the right word is you'll be a company. But I want to make it well. You'll be an accompanier. You will only accompany people and when they are done, you say goodbye. You will sit on television and watch certain people and admire. By the time you are 50, you are sitting in a lazy chair with no fulfillment. You must identify. Tend to never say neighbor. You must identify. You must, I, you must see it. You must see it. As early as possible, I saw that one day, hundreds of people will sit under me just to listen to me speak to them. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. That's the first, the first thing you must do. You must identify. 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 What is it that I carry within me that the nations are looking for? What is it that I carry within me that thousands and millions of people will benefit from? It is there. You are just thinking of people in Kotokrum, but God is saying, I'm giving you more than that. You must identify. Are we together? Are you with me? Point two. Of how you can partake with greatness. Is that you must submit to the rulership of God. I have spoken about that already. When I told you, you must sink. You must be transformed and sink. Sink, the sink there is S-Y-N-C. Sink is a short form of the word synchronize. You must synchronize to the rulership of God. The reason is, he made you and he knows the seed he sowed in your life. If I had not given my life to Christ, if I had not submitted to Christ, I don't know where I would have been today. I would have been a nobody. Well, the world would have cheered me for my intelligence. I might have become an engineer or something, robotics engineer or something. And I would be creating computers, not just computers, cars and aeroplanes. And the world would cheer me on it. Anyway, but God would still sit in heaven and say, no, you know what? I had something bigger for you than this. I didn't just want you to create cars. I want you to create men. Now, someone who doesn't understand destiny and true relevance and true greatness will see someone and think that the engineer who is making big, big machines and taking billions of dollars is better than the soul winner. <laughs> It's better than the soul winner. And it's better than the encourager. It's better than the man that is leading many men to light. It's better than the one who is becoming a reason why people are not giving up. A reason why people are finding their place in life. But he doesn't know that in 30 years time, the present Range Rover you have 
will be a scrap metal. But that soul you transformed will not be a scrap metal. To not be a scrap metal. And that is why Ecclesiastes now tells us that he pulled eternity through greatness and through relevance is pressed into the lives of people that the impact it makes in them sends them to eternity. Listen, if I give you food to eat and I don't give you something that will transform your life into eternity, I've not given you, I've destroyed you. That's why the world is trying to make us lose our focus by telling us that we are not taking care of the poor. Why didn't we build schools? When we build churches, they say, why we didn't we build schools? When we, even when we give to the poor, they still complain that, why didn't we, did we use it to create jobs? After 60 years, your job will be nothing. That's why if you are living this life and all you are looking for is a job, eh? you are desperate for a job, eh? your job will make you lose your ministry. Oh yes. The reason is that you become so desperate that after you get it, you think you have arrived. Then you enter into a place of complacency where now you no more has have you no more have a, de a desire for anything big because that was what you were seeking for for a very long time is the reason why when people are seeking for marriage after they get married they stop serving god this is the reason why when shs presidents su presidents chaplains college university president and uh, denominational presidents after they graduate from school they get one job and get married you find out they are not into ministry the reason is because they had something that was superficial i think today all oh, my words are so big please when you listen to the audio i don't know why but when you listen to the audio just get your dictionary and be looking out for the words Because when he was in the university, he was a president, all right, prophesying and healing the sick. One day he's going to be the one who tell you a story that, hey, you, you don't know. You don't know nothing. When we're in, we're in university, I tell you, I gathered 10,000 people. I brought Dr. Mensah Otabel. I brought Archbishop. Look at our pictures. And I said, where are you today? It's not about what you did. You did that. Where are you today? The reason is because your focus was on getting a job and getting married. So your heart was, was not synced and under the rulership of God, your heart was towards a search for a job and a search for a marriage partner. So the day you get a job and you get a marriage partner, you will lose your ministry. That's why when certain people get certain kinds of cars and certain kinds of mobile phones and devices, they start becoming proud because to them, that thing is their relevance. That thing is the proof that they have arrived. I will never believe I have arrived until I see 20 million to 30 million human beings impacted. 50 million human beings, 100 million human beings. When Michael Jackson was alive, he could sit 1 million human beings to sing to them. You know, people died at his crusade. People, he sang, and people fell in love, and they collapsed and died. You are thinking, and even these people were, were propagating something that is not the gospel. 
And upon all of that, he always knew that his heart was not at peace because until a mind submits to God, he will never find true peace and true joy. That's the reason a man struggles to get all the money in the world and finds out that there's something he is lacking within him. And that thing that is lacking within him is the desire to serve God, the desire to live under the rulership of God. Hallelujah. So are you here? So I'm saying that if a man will partake with greatness, the man must submit to God. Because it is in his submission that he, he begins to partake. If a man has not submitted to God, that man is not great. He is famous. He is rich. He is not great. True greatness is under a man that God is ruling over who is aware that God is ruling over him. It's under a man that has submitted under the rulership of God. Until then, the man is not great. You must submit. Jesus said to Peter, when you were a child, you went wherever you wanted to go. He said, the time will come. Another man shall hold your hand and lead you to a place you don't want to go. That's rulership. Well, Jesus was just giving me a parable, a, a figure of speech or something. For a time that the Holy Spirit will hold his hand and lead him to places he doesn't want to go. You must submit. People of God, we must go back home and pray to God that God rule in the midst of my affairs. Rule in my life. Rule. I'm not saying, I know that you are God alright, but I'm handing over everything to you. When we started AFM many years ago, I told God, some years ago, I told God, AFM Family Network is yours. Do what you want to do. It's yours. Have it. And God told Micah, if you give me everything, I will show you my hand. And in these few years, I have seen the faithfulness of God. I, I found out that the more I submitted to God, the more he lifted me up. The more I bowed, the more he lifted me. The more I stood, the more he pushed me down. The more I became proud, the more he pulled me down. Because if I will be a partaker of anything great in this life, I must first of all understand that God has planted it in my heart and second, understand that I must submit to God. And that is one of the most difficult things any man can do because it is difficult to follow God. It's difficult. Peter asked Jesus, why can't I follow you? He had been following for about two years, so but he still asked him, Lord, why can't I follow you? <laughs> May you become a partaker of something bigger than you. The next thing you must know to become a partaker of greatness 
is that you must associate, follow, and associate with the great. I said you must what? Every single thing I've seen in my life, in my little journey, I found out that it was because of the people I followed. Everyone who has become great in this life will tell you they are people they followed. They are people they followed. They are people they associated with. Because your association determines your elevation. Your association predicts your future. I can determine your future by looking at the people you work with, the people you live with, the people you follow. I can tell your future by observing your mentors, your role models, your fathers, your spiritual fathers, the people you read their books, the books you are reading. I don't just follow people. I read and listen to them. I do what? Because when I'm reading a book written by Bishop Daggerwood Mills, you know what I'm, I'm doing? I am making him my friend. Yeah. I'm thinking like he thinks. I'm rubbing my head against his head. Look at this small boy. I'm, when I read Bishop Dark books, I'm rubbing my head against his head. Because Okay, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. One of the fastest ways of becoming like a person is to listen to him or read his books and resources. I'm telling you this. You will come to find out that what he believes, you believe. Huh? I heard Bishop Dark say that the money used for building. The money used for eating is the same money we use for building. I heard it. And Reverend Solomon reiterated it. And I heard him also say it. Huh? I heard it. Every time I'm talking, all the things that I say, I say, I don't do this. I don't do this. It means that if you don't do it, you will be like me. Do you understand? There are sometimes when I when I'm there, I just open my Bible, then I go to an audio Bible, then I play it. I, I, there are some days I play the audio Bible throughout the day. Throughout the day. 
And I found out that the more I listened to it, the more I found out that there are something I read them, but I didn't see them. While I was listening, I wow. I am always reading. I'm always listening. And I'm always doing. You will never find me doing nothing. Huh? Even in my leisure time, it's either a sermon is playing, I'm watching a movie, or I'm playing game. I am never having nothing doing. Not, I'm never doing nothing. Because the time you are found doing nothing is when Satan knocks on your door and says, Hey, have you seen that brother? He's nice. Why don't you go and pay him a visit and dress in a certain way and shake your bottles for him? Because the time he came, when Satan came to Eve, what was she doing? What was she doing? Nothing. Nothing. And I want to let you know that if you are found doing nothing, Satan will find something doing for you. And that's why I'm instructing you that you must find people to work with. And when you find them, you will find out that there are things they do and there are things they don't do. Are you with me? There are things they don't do. Associate with the great. It will make you great. To make you great. To make you great. Hebrews six fifteen. Hebrews six fifteen. He says that now he is talking about Abraham and he tells us that I want to start from verse 11 to 15 we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. Next verse. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Go back again. Take us to verse 11. Look at this. And we desire that every one of you, how many of you? I have a desire that every AFM should be great. And I'm telling everyone that's listening to this audio, and that's listening to me today, that the Bible is saying that we desire that every one of you to show the, the same diligence to the full assurance of the hope to the end. Column, column. Do you see column there? It's about to tell us it. That ye be not slow, forgive us verse 12. This is the diligence he's saying we should do. I mean, he's saying that this is work. Do this work. This is work I want you to do. AFM people, this is the work I want you to do. I said, I'm saying that do not be lazy. Don't be a casual follower. Don't be a casual follower. Now, don't do those things. 
Oh, FM is my father. Where does he stay? He lives in Sunya. Which part of Sunya? You don't know. When it is his birthday, you don't know. How old is he? You don't know. What is his favorite book? You don't know. What is his favorite chapter? You don't know. You are not my student. You are not. Well, where are his favorite scriptures? You don't know. He said, don't be, the word slothful is don't be lazy. Don't be a lazy follower. I know a lot of people, they tell me, oh, eh, eh, Reverend Sano is my father. Eh, eh, Reverend Piakofi is my father. Eh, eh, Apostle, this is my father. And you see them and you see that there is no there is no sync between the son and the father. And you will see that some of them have followed him. They may have followed him for 10 years. The pride they have is, oh, I followed AFM for 10 years now, you know. We knew him back in Jesus' days. Uh, and you know, Charlie, we have been with him. We have been with him. Look at the things I have done. Where are your things? Don't say because the moment you start following, you will start seeing the same results in your life. Don't tell me are you with me? People will listen to this audio, they will get their portion. Because none of you yes has a mobile phone that's 70. But I say there are people that will listen to this audio, they have it. They will go and stand somewhere and say, AFM is my father. You are not my son. You are just using my name because I told you that people just want to be close to greatness so that um, that kind of uh, you know, <laughs> I have his contact too. <laughs> you know I'm the eldest son. I'm the eldest son. If I'm not saying anyone is eldest son, is, I, I have heard certain fathers and their sons say those things. You know, I slept with him for five years. I live with him. And you know, and you look at him, he can't preach. He can't, I mean, nothing, no sign of the father in him. He's a liar. He's a pretender. He's a hypocrite. Someone that tomorrow will backbite and stab the father. Don't be a casual follower. I don't know why, but I've heard, I've seen a lot of people that are they are so casual. Look, I'm not saying this to Brago. Eh? All the people that I say that these are people that I am following. Huh? Three days don't pass when I've not listened to them. Three days don't pass when I have not listened to them. Three days. There are some of them every 24 it will 24 hours will not come and i've not listened to them and after a while i have listened to them over and i've become they said when i went here when i i i, I can when i'm when i'm around reverend Solomon, he shared a story i can continue the story but i've not worked with him for more than seven years i know when he gave his life to christ i know when he started ministry i know how he started his ministry because over and over again he keeps saying it and i hear i write it down Reverend Solomon said this. This person said this. Are you with me? Apostle Joshua Simon said this. Bishop Oedipo said this. He said this. You are just hanging around. That's why you, are, you, you become nothing in life. Somebody asked me, why do you say you empty your accounts every, at the end of every year? I said, yes, I heard Bishop Oedipo say that's what he does. 
And I said, I'll give it a try. And when I gave it a try, it worked. So by, by 31st night, I don't have one CD on me. I give everything out. Then I, I enter 1st December and I tell God, God, let's start again. By serving for third, by 3rd January, I've gotten twice of what I give. I'm not saying I give because I want to get to, but I give because I want God to know that I don't care letting everything go. I don't care letting everything go. Well, somebody say, Sir AFM, are you saying that when you hand your wedding, all that money, I'm telling you by, by 31st December, all that money was gone. I'm telling you this. Because I heard someone say it and I believed it. Where are your mentors? Are you slothful? Do you come to church once? Have you seen how we are here now? But you see that Sunday it will be different. Have you seen that? So you are seeing slothful followers, slothful members. So there will be a difference in the people. There will be a difference. And I see it in my own, in this ministry, and I see it, that the people who listen to me, the more I see what becomes of them. Eh? I see what becomes of them. I see it. When I see it, I know this person has been listening to my messages. I see it. Those who don't listen to me, I see it. I cannot stand here and say I don't have results. I cannot say I don't. Are you with me? Because I am, I am young. I am I'm young. But I have, I have been able to do things that you know that people within my age don't get them done. Because I'm not a casual follower. Do not be slothful. Previously he said what? Be diligent. The word diligent is be hardworking. They've given you something to do. Do it with diligence. That's why he's saying, now be diligent in your followership. But followers of them who through faith and patience obtained the promise. Not them who through impatience and pride did not obtain the promise. Some people are following people that they have nothing to show, nothing to speak of. They, you must choose who you follow in life. Don't just get up and let, don't do that. I've seen people that are failures in life because of their fathers, because of their spiritual fathers. I'm telling you this. I've seen young ministers that are struggling because of the people they are following. And that's why me, I see myself, eh? I tell you this, one of the main reasons why I married was because of the ministry I'm leading. It's one of the main reasons. Because I'm the leader. How can I tell you to marry when I have not married? How can I tell you to? How can I encourage you to marry when I have not married? 
Because one time I encouraged one of my sons to he's not married anyway. When I encouraged him, he told he was giving you don't know, you don't know, and life is whatever, whatever, whatever. And I know that a lot of you would have been giving those excuses. Hey, you don't know. You don't know whatever. Life in hand. Life in hand. Master, life is hard for all of us. It's hard. Obe worry, I worry. Me jai jai the way no. On worry so I'm me you. On worry so I'm me you. Niem pe fatherhood be mau. Jai your sisters now. Friend from we chatty chatty your mono. Huh? Chat you. You are chatting them in a certain way. Some of the brother they chat in a certain way. How do you tell a sister I miss you? What do you mean? <laughs> I miss you, sir. What do you mean by I miss you? Ah, huh? I mean a brother. Oh, hello. I miss you. I'm just checking on you. <laughs> How are you doing? He's lying, oh. Please don't be telling our sisters I miss you if you know you are not going to. If you want to be a real father, don't be doing I miss you. How was your night? Oh wow. How was your night? You have a nice shirt. Hey, hey, please. Those. Next verse. But when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Next verse. Saying, surely, I will bless thee and multiplying, multiply, I will multiply thee. When God created Adam, Adam and Eve, he spoke to them, he said, be fruitful and multiply. It is part of that seed of greatness that God put in a man the ability to multiply that's why you are here because I've multiplied myself and that's why you too you must have your sheep as a proof that you have multiplied your impact must not only be upon yourself it must reach another human being and reach another human being until then you are just eating and drinking and going to the toilet and sleeping you are not living people whose Lives have not impacted people positively. They are not living. They are eating and drinking. They are like goats and animals. Even some animals, they've impacted people. Yeah. Next verse. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Full stop. So how many points have I given you? I said you must associate with the great. And I said that you, you don't have to be a casual follower. Don't be a casual follower. Are you following me? Don't be a casual follower. Now when you even go to my Facebook wall, you constantly find out that certain people that I follow on social media I'm now and then sharing or I'm commenting or I'm watching I mean you see it or you don't see it don't you see it you see it 
You see it. Yesterday I shared Reverend Solomon's yesterday night, Reverend Solomon's video. I also shared Reverend Austin's write-up. The one he was talking about how to do videos for your church. You saw that. I shared Pastor Brian's picture with Prophet Prempe. Did you see that? So when you come to my wall, you can see the people I'm following. I'm not just playing around. Huh? I'm not just playing. Yesterday, Reverend Solomon had a boot camp, ministers, boot camp for founders and assistant pastors. Well, I couldn't join. But afterwards, I followed. I watched one hour. I was just listening to it one hour throughout and commenting. And I learned so much. Because I didn't want to happen that Reverend Solomon has had a boot camp. And I am saying I'm a student and I've not gone there. And I've not listened to it. I'm not a student. I'm maybe something. Huh? Yeah, I'm something. When Reverend Solomon said he, he's giving out tracks, I ordered for some. Didn't I? I ordered for some all the way from Nigeria. Didn't you see the tracks? Or you didn't see the tracks? You must have a way of associating them. Hmm. And if you want to know one of one of the most prolific and profound writers on social media, I mean, you won't go and leave Reverend Austin. Will you go and leave him? He has no class. And me, I'm saying that me too, I want to also be able to write. Oh. So that's why you see how I write. Don't you see how I write? This is, I've not been writing because I've been busy. Don't I decide deliberately to go and leave? Then. But maybe I should come online tomorrow. How many of you want me to come online tomorrow? Tomorrow I'll come and teach something. So I've given you three points. I think three is enough. Three is enough. Draw from you again, yeah, yeah. We have come to draw, 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 draw from you again. Yeah, yeah. I want you to be in your faith. We have come to draw, 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 draw from you again. Yeah, yeah. We have come to draw.
my heart on fire for you. For you. Lift up your hands. Lift Shoot. up your hands. Lift up your hands. Oh Lord, set my heart in order for you. Lift your hands for you. I want you to begin to pray that Lord, let every seed in my heart, in my life, so towards my greatness, begin to come alive. Begin to come alive. Begin to come alive. That place, that anointing, that ministry, that organization, that school, that soul, that structure, that ministry, that you put on fire, that you are on fire, that you are Lift your hands. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Every seed of greatness that has been sown by God in your life. By God in my life. Which is dormant. Which is dormant. I command it to come alive. In the name of Jesus. I command it to come alive. I command it to come alive. I speak to your soul. I speak to your body. I speak to your mind. Every dormant gift. Jesus. I command it to revitalize. Amen. Receive strength. I receive hope. Receive ideas. I receive, receive wisdom. I receive, receive strategies. I receive, receive encounters. I receive dreams and visions. I receive, receive now. I receive it. I pray for you. Every agenda of the enemy to frustrate you and, and pull you out of your destiny and disassociate you from greatness. I command them to expire. Amen. 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 will not have rule over your destiny. Amen. 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 Will not have rule over your ministry. Amen. The Lord is your refuge. Amen. The Lord is your fortress. Amen. Next verse. God will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Amen. And from the noisome pestilence. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Amen. The fowler 
represents destiny catches. There are spirits mm. that spot people mm. and they trap them before they manifest. Jesus. That was what they did to Samson. They tried to do it to David. They tried to do it to Jesus. When the, the fowler is a bird catcher, okay? Yes, a bird catcher. Best, um, not just any bird catcher, an eagle catcher. A falcon catcher. That's a fowler. They have traps. They set traps and they catch you. I know people that the enemy set traps for them and they fell in it and it almost destroyed their lives. But you will escape every attack of Amen. the enemy. Amen. Amen. Every seed that the enemy wants to sow to destroy your marriage, it will expire. Amen. That's all. May God cover you with his feathers. Amen. May you hide under his wings. Amen. May his truth be your shield and your buckler. Amen. You will not be afraid of the terror by night. Amen. Amen. No witch will have dominion over you. No Amen. Witch. No witch. Call up. I said no witch will have dominion over you. Amen. Amen. No power of darkness will have dominion over you. Amen. Amen. If they mention your name, fire will appear there. Amen. Amen. No disease will have rulership over your life. Amen. Amen. People that have dreams in the night and all kinds of dreams. You are seeing snakes. Jesus. You are seeing things. Jesus. I mean all kinds of fights. I command it to break now. Amen. Die now. Amen. Be uprooted now. Amen. Be uprooted. Be uprooted. The attacks that come by day. Jesus. Accidents Jesus. that come by day. Jesus. Accidents, physical accidents. Jesus. Jesus. I command those things to run away. Amen. When you appear, they will run away. Amen. You will not be under subjection to accidents. Amen. We come against accidents. Amen. Epilepsy, we come against it. Amen. We come against asthma, asthma. Amen. Stomach ulcers now. Amen. Menstrual cramps Amen. now. Amen. Migraines now. Amen. Bone problems, knee problems, waist problems now. Amen. Out. Amen. Arrow that flies by day will be broken. Amen. It will backfire to the sender. Amen. It will backfire to the sender. Amen. It will backfire to the sender. Amen. Now I prophesy over your life. Receive it. Greatness shall become your portion. Amen. People in this place, many destinies will be blessed by your life. Amen. The next person to build a school that holds one thousand people is here. Amen. Receive it now. I receive it. Receive it now. I receive it. Poverty will not become a part of your life. Amen. Amen. You will walk in wealth Amen. and prosperity. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You walk in sound health. Amen. Your marriage is blessed. Amen. Your ministry will bless. Amen. 
everything you touch is blessed. Amen. Your job is blessed. Amen. Your going out is blessed. Amen. Your coming in is blessed. Amen. May men accept your ministry. Your ministry will not die. Amen. Your books will be read. Amen. Mm. 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 Mm.